Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week, the guys find out that they finally made it. Paid for this. Fine, but I'm tracking my hours. Anyway, they get into the NBA free agency, whose job it is to make baseball players famous, and the powerful winners of the Arthur Ashe Award. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. How many loose seasons does Tom Brady have to have before you can fire him? It's not an unnecessary roughness. It was a completely necessary roughness. <laughs> For, but he, he walked and ran a total of like 300 yards. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my face, I knew how dumb that was. All right, so here we are. We're we're, we're back with the with the full episode, uh, guys. I don't know. I want to I want to say I I don't think we I wouldn't I don't want to say we've made it, but did you, we we have a heckler, guys? I mean, oh, someone yes. someone hates us. No, you're not doing something until someone hates you. Yes, and we have someone that doesn't yeah. seem to like us. Yes. I, I don't well, you know. At first, I was kind of like, "How do you respond to that?" I mean, like, oh, "Okay, I'm sorry, you don't like us." And, <laughs> and Tammy was like. Oh hell no! Y'all made it. You got a heckler. Yes, <laughs> I thought it was so cool. What he, he just said, "Get out of here with this BS." Is that what he yeah, said? Yeah. Exactly. Get what he out said. of here yeah. with BS. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that made me so happy. I did take a gander at his page, and it I. does seem as if maybe maybe we should, if if we wanted to uh, please please him, maybe a little more Denny Hamlin talk and a little a little more NASCAR <laughs> would maybe, but specifically would maybe make Denny a Hamlin, happier. like no joke. <laughs> it's the only thing well, no, this guy cares you, about. Where did you get the NASCAR? Because I saw JP. Jack, you just John click Payne, on his so profile on that. It's all on NASCAR. His it was everywhere. Can, it's all okay. he. He everything is like what the number eleven FedEx truck or something like that or a car. <laughs> and yeah, I, but I yeah. I can't remember his name. And if you didn't like that episode, I, what I would advise to him to do now is to go ahead and subscribe <laughs> and 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 download every episode and if you don't like it you don't have to listen to it but i would go ahead and subscribe if i were him i think that's a lot yeah, i thing. dare you a double dog dare you <laughs> if he can prove that he subscribed then i think we'll have a denny hamlin segment at some point in the next couple yeah, weeks. we will we will <laughs> and you know we it sounds like it's it's kind of the perfect thing we've we've set the bar low with him so we, we're only going up <laughs> from here i mean that's the way i like to do it just in life in general i like you know set the bar low and then you can always improve that's what i tell people the beauty of the southern accent is is that uh when people listen to you they think they're a little dumb aren't they and then you can be as smart as you are and it's a step above what they think you're going to be so yeah I, even if yeah. even if i'm just like moderately smart it's smarter than than that person thought i was going to be exactly. so there we go exactly i was thinking of the old uh, gin blossoms line if you don't expect too much you might not be disappointed or <laughs> what is how does it go something like that something like that yeah <laughs>
<laughs> you might not be let down. Yeah. Sorry. If you uh, don't oh, expect oh. too much, you might not be let down. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for the delay, guys. That's that's the BS we got to get out of here with. Okay. Got it. <laughs> All right. So a lot's going on. A lot's going on in, in, in the sporting world. So and just in, in the world in general. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. All right. Dad, what, what do you got? What do you got for your best of the week? You got, any, you got anything good? Um, well, I mean, my best and worst, I think, is something we're going to talk about it. And it's a little bit uh, it's not fun and exciting, but I think it will be more the uh, the Larry Nasser, uh, Arthur Ashe uh, thing. So, yeah, I what happened just, at the ESPYs? Yeah, yeah. I want to I do want to talk about that. So I'll say that was kind of both my best and worst. And so I'll just leave it at that. Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we'll get into it. I, I kind of do want to dive into a little bit, but you're referring to how for the ESPYs instead of they usually give an Author Ash Courage Award to one person in the sporting yeah. world, and they gave it to what 141 victims of Larry Nasser, and it was a really powerful moment when Allie yeah. Raisman. We'll get into it deeper, but yeah, that that was really really powerful. That was that was yeah. powerful. Yeah, powerful. Yeah. So, uh, LJ, what do you got? What do you got for your best? Uh, so uh, you remember I complained about debit cards a few weeks back, right? The the chip and and yeah, all yeah. the. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Jewel, yeah. Jewel Osco, the grocery store right next to us, has changed their system to where now I just put it in and take it out. And instead of waiting the whole 10 seconds or whatever for it to read my card and stuff, it reads it instantly. And then it does like slow work on the computer. And it's it's a, a sl- silly little thing. But like I it's so much less frustrating. Like I so you don't have listen to, to the yelled podcast. at by the machine. Well, yeah, it just like you put it in there, it goes, all right, we're good. And you pull it back out and then you let the the computers do their talking without you having to wait to do your last step or whatever. Like it just mm. saves me just a little bit of grief. It's been a long week, so that's the best I got. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's the little things. That technology has not made it to Texarkana yet. but uh, <laughs> That's some hmm. shy town. <laughs> no, I still I still don't understand how we've we've had these chips now for a while now. And I don't want to get into this. We've We've done this before, but. We still, we when I go to, when, yeah, when I go to the store though, it has a chip spot and a slide spot and I still don't know which one I need to use. And it doesn't seem like the clerk necessarily knows which one I need to use. Like, I think if you have the chip, maybe use the chip, but maybe slide it. And we should have You're figured sp- this out by now. We're yeah. smarter than this. Yeah. You know, the chip is anyway. actually old. Well, yeah. Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> All right, guys, I want to bring you to my best of the week is it's a video I just sent you. Okay. So it's kind of, it's almost a, a best and worst type of thing. Cause it's, it's what, it's what, if you're going to a grown person at a baseball game, it was a Sunday afternoon at the Cubs game, the Cubs uh, Cardinals. And it was a moment where the first base coach was going to go give the ball to, you know, the little kid, there's a little kid looking for the ball and he kind of tossed it to him. And let's just, I want y'all to just watch the video and tell me what y'all think. No way. Oh, what a dick. What a dick. Exactly. (laughs) So for those, and we'll have it on the show notes, but for for those who didn't, what y'all just watched, what the the coach goes over and tosses the ball and it like kind of goes to the ground and the grown man, not only does he like rush to grab it, but then as he like hands it over to his wife, they like laugh about how they got the ball from a little child. Oh man. It's the worst. Like that is the worst person. (laughs) Yeah. That's like uh, we talk he's about. Like, look what I did, baby. Look at what I got for you. I stole this from a little kid to give to you. I mean, yeah. like we talk uh, about the worst at a pickup game, and that is the absolute worst at a baseball at game, a sporting like, event. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I think I can be forty. Or, there's something like one of the coolest things about going to a baseball game is 
like the the, the chance at getting a foul ball. Even when could, I, I can yeah. be 50 years old and it'll be cool, I'll, I'll try to catch it. But there there's no time where you should rush to beat a child for the ball. Now, if you catch it, honestly, I think you should maybe give it to the a kid close to you. But well, if you I was don't, thinking, that's fine. I get that. I, if I if I caught a foul ball and handed it to Hannah, I think that would impress her. If I caught a foul ball and handed it to a little kid, I think that'd impress her even more. Like I think that would yeah. be a yeah. huge winning move. It, well, I, I have something to say about little kids. I mean, there is. I mean, I'm all for little kids, <laughs> but there is one time that I'll run over a, a little kid or a pregnant lady. And that is if a red wasp is after me. If a red wasp is after me, pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So I just let you be forewarned. I'm just so, okay. Well, let's say there's not a red wasp and we're at the Rangers game and, and a ball comes to you. Are you giving the, are you, if you catch the ball, are you giving it to the kid or are you going to keep it? And that's one question, and then the other question: If the ball's on, the, if a loose ball's on the ground, and you and a kid are going for it, do you have the? Surely you would have the decency to to pull up, you know, let let the kid go. Oh hell no! I'm stop dropping and rolling. I'm getting that ball. <laughs> well, <laughs> so and then I'm going to be magnanimous and give it to the little kid, right? Because you want to have that but... moment where you actually hand it to him, because otherwise it was all for yeah. naught. Nobody knows how great right. you are if you just step yeah, away. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm going to get all horizontal going for it and everything, and then give it to the little kid unless a red wasp is around. In which case, <laughs> I'm you out of pregnant women over. and kids get out the way. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm just being honest. I'm telling you. <laughs> Well, the reason that is actually my best, though, is what the Cubs made it right. And there's another picture right after that where the Cubs, not only did they give him a foul ball, but they got him two foul balls. One of them signed by first baseman Javi Baez. So, that's and cool. the little kid has this cute ass little picture where he has a, a Cubs hat that's too big for him and he's yeah. holding both balls and has a big old smile from ear to ear. We'll put it in the show notes. But the Cubs made it right. But that guy, that guy's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I don't disagree. I agree with that. All right. I guess I have two worst a little bit because I'm going to go ahead and go to my other worst. And it's when you, you ever like, so an older show that you, there's all like everybody has, I feel like the the show they always can go back to on Netflix, whether it be the The office office or something where you just, yeah, something where you can just go turn it on. Maybe you're, you're not quite ready to go to sleep, but you want to kind of watch something as you mellow out, but you don't want to get deep into something. Well, the other day I went to go watch, the show Scrubs. I was thinking about it. Something made me just go, I kind of want to watch Scrubs. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than when you've already sat here, like at work, I sat here and thought, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and I'm just going to mellow yeah. out, watch some Scrubs. And it's no longer on Netflix. Dude. And heart broke in half. Like, I was just like, oh, well. Yeah. And nothing else could satiate the thirst that I had for Scrubs. I wanted to watch right. that. That's what I Oh, totally. I totally get that. We, uh, Hannah and I, we, we like to, uh, we, we were in the middle of watching My Name is Earl. Like we were just, wa- we watch it every couple of years or right. whatever. And, uh, so we were about halfway through the series and they pulled it off Netflix without any warning while we were in the middle of watching a complete watch through of it. It was Oh, see that's awful. tough. It was tragic. That's that might be even tougher. And then in that same week, so we thought, okay, so what'll we watch instead of 30 Rock or instead of well, spoiler alert. What we watched instead of My Name is Earl and we thought 30 Rock and 30 Rock wasn't on Netflix anymore as of that day. And then all of a sudden so you're just in a terrible like spin and it's just like what uh, and then you have to like settle yeah. into like even I think the night I end up watching The Office, which I love The Office, but I wanted to I already yeah. knew what I it was wanted like to I see. like I just watched The Office. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. I totally hear you. It's all, it's pretty Ugh. bad, too. Well, see, you actually I, – I didn't have it go when it was just mid – I was mid-season. You know, I just yeah. was going to jump into season three. Like, I already kind of had an idea where yeah. I wanted to go. 
But right. also there's been a night where like I wanted to go watch a movie and they'll just randomly like I thought I want to watch a movie that I've seen a hundred times. Like I know it, I can fall asleep to it or I can watch it, whatever. And I was going to throw Talladega yeah. Nights on and all of a sudden it was just gone. Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah. man, it's just the worst yeah. is when all of a sudden the show's gone from Netflix when, when, when you're just, we're expecting it to be there. But, uh, always sunny hint, hint. Yeah. That one, I'm just dreading the day when yeah. it happens with the office. They've already done it with always sunny and scrubs. Now broke my heart when they do it with the rest of development in the office, then I'll just, I think I'll they're going to pick up a Netflix original season of the office. And so it'll never leave. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Dad, what do you, do you, do you have a worst for the week? You kind of mentioned, uh, you were making both that a little bit of your best and worst. Did you have a, anything else or? Uh, no, I mean, no, I, I just, I was going to mention you, you've had a little more, a little more time on, on this earth dad. So maybe, maybe, you know, but <laughs> it's a nice way of saying you're old, but okay. But no, yeah. no. Okay. So this weekend, this weekend, it was a great weekend. Came in and saw a bunch of the, bunch of the friends and stuff. We hung out, but also on Saturday, I, I, I gave the offer to, Ryan and Ashton are moving from one house to another. And, you know, I've been moving before and there's been I'm, like, I didn't like y'all, you and Keith helped me out and Nancy and Tammy. And it was, I didn't like, like make y'all help me. Y'all just y'all offered to. And it was very helpful. Like you don't realize how much you're going to need help moving until you start doing it. And it's just a pain in the ass. And I think there's kind of a, I've kind of just realized there's a moving karma where like Ryan and Ashton didn't help me the first time, but I need to go ahead and find a friend that's about to move. I'm going to go ahead and help them because there's going to be a time, you know, in the next yep. year or something where I'm yep. going to need to move. And it might not be Ryan and Ashton or it might not be you, but someone else. It's just like that rolling karma comes. And yep. if I would yep. have not showed up to help them move, I feel like next time I had to move, no one would have been there to help me. And moving just sucks. It does. But I think, you know, I always enjoyed, I mean, I really, if you get down to it, I always enjoyed helping a buddy move because, I mean, usually they buy you beer and pizza and you hang out, you know, you move some heavy stuff, yeah. you know, it's yeah, well, not that's exactly that what we did. Right. After, after we yeah. got done, we went to, we went and got pizza and beer. Like we, we hung so out here's what I'm wondering. Can you, can you move without pizza and beer? Maybe you just flat out cannot move without having pizza. And beer. I, I've, I've had some, some broke months. Yeah, you can. You, can. <laughs> yeah. uh, you just, the only person you get to help you is Andrew. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't buy him a piece of beer. Happen. Well, it's gone both ways. So okay, a shot of Malort at least, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we'll do a shot of Malort. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> We've always got a shot of Malort sitting by. And that is the official. Hey, that's one of the dangers of having a truck, Kevin. I'm just going to tell you, if you have a truck, yeah. you get asked to help move. That's just well. And the, the thing was, is I asked them. I asked them. I was like, hey, they, Ryan did not ask me to help him move. I was just like, Hey, Ryan, do you need some help? And he's like, Well, actually, if you don't mind, we could probably use it. And we we got it done. We got yeah. it done probably two hours quicker than they would have by themselves. So it was all good. And then we all went swimming and we got pizza and beer. You know, it's a good time. But you also you just want to be the friend that you want to have. So that's always a good good move. Yeah, to, and you don't to want do to be like, like I'm going to go ahead and give him a Lane. Lane was the friend that showed up, didn't help move like one box, and then was like, uh, "Guys, I got a tea time at one thirty. <laughs> Needless to say, they didn't get Lane pizza or beer, but <laughs> he was just moral support. Anyway, so let's get on. Now what, we've I gotten through. I don't worse this week. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Well, LJ, what do you got for your worst? I was just really excited about it. That's why I hit the, the air horn. Well, my worst, my worst this week is Hannah's been sick, and uh, and so she got uh, strep throat from working with kids, and so that just that sucks. She like had a night. Is strep throat like just, sore throat? Is it's like what is, the bad it, sore throat. Yeah. It's like a really serious sore throat. Um 
but, uh, so she, yeah, so she got it from working with kids and, you know, but so, you know, there were like three nights in a row where it was just like, there was no sleep to be had. And it was, it was difficult. But one of the things that I've learned that I think is kind of interesting is that strep throat has a half or has a, has a natural, uh, life of like, I think it was three to seven days, but most likely it's three to four days. And so when you go to the doctor's office and get antibiotics, you come home and you start feeling better almost immediately. And usually that's because the strep throat's ready to be done already. And so uh, the other thing is, from what I understand, the antibiotics uh, keep you from getting uh, really good immunity to the strep throat. So people that get strep throat um, and then go to the doctor immediately tend to get it again, allegedly. This is just what I read on the Internet. So I don't know. But uh, people who've gotten over it by toughing it out tend to get it a lot less often. And so uh, that's what we did is Hannah toughed it out. We got some NyQuil and just, you know, she's feeling better today and we'll see what happens. But well, so I've always I'm, been and I don't I don't <clears throat> think I've ever actually had strep throat. Like I've had I, I've had a sort and because I've had people tell me, oh, I have strep throat and they like feel and sound and look yeah. like they really feel bad. And I'm like, hey, yeah. I don't think you need to go to the hospital it's for like sore throat. There's a difference swallow, between, you know, I think there's a difference between what I've had and what I think of as maybe strep throat. Because I think I just had a sore throat, which sucks. There's nothing like you don't realize how nice it is when you can breathe easily until all yeah. of a sudden you can't, and when your you when your nostrils yeah. are locked up and everything. Yeah, but that is interesting because I, I would just think you don't go to the doctor. But that is interesting that you instantly are going to start feeling better because that's just the shelf life. And then, yeah, because by the time you go to the doctor, you've had a sore throat for two days and then you get your antibiotics, you go see the doctor, you get home, you have dinner, you go to sleep. And by the time you wake up, you're generally going to be getting over it regardless of whether you went to the doctor or not. So, um, all in all, sounds like a, a worse, just strep throat just sucks. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really want to, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. Well, I'm more all. curious about, did that really work? LJ? Did you just say, Hey Hannah, you just got to tough this out. Don't go to the doctor and it's going to be better. Her idea, I, say, I don't know how long was, this marriage is going to last. If that's, if yeah, that's I don't know. I don't, <laughs> It was, her idea. That, it was her idea. No, Maybe you just yeah, got to totally. man up and tough it out. I might get a kick in the groin or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, if I said man up, yeah, no kidding. But uh, uh, Okay, no, so the man up's my problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. that's it. All right. uh, no, no, no. That was her call. That was her call. And she seems to be better for it because she doesn't want to go through it every – because she gets it like every year, year and a half, something like that. So – uh, yeah, that's just tired of it. And so it seems like people that get strep throat do tend to get it over and over again. And it's probably, I think most people I know that get strep throat do go to the hospital. So I think there's some legs to well, what you're and coming up like with. I've been, I've been around her, uh, this whole week with no issue. I think that there's a possibility that I got strep throat back in like first or second grades and old mom and old pops were like, eh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> tough it Let's out. Just tough it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and here we are now I can't, uh, I'm, I wouldn't say immune to strep throat, but yeah. I'm feeling pretty Knock confident. On some right wood, yeah. Yeah, but I'm feeling pretty confident. So, I want to go ahead and let's just jump. It, it's a little. It was last week, but finally, I think we got an end to at least for now the Kawhi Leonard saga. And oh, good. <laughs> and <laughs> thank we God, might I've get a little bit of about LJ Kawhi. just complaining about the NBA, but <laughs> the Spurs traded, and they did it, of course, in and only a, like 
a Spurs fashion. It started the news started breaking at like two in the morning, not like good news time. So like all these, uh, <laughs> I, I was watching journalists just cry. There's a few things that journalists whine about on Twitter, and it's like either the food in the press box isn't good, or there's not like warm coffee, or the news broke in the middle of the night. Like it's funny hearing <laughs> journalists whine. They whine about very small things. <laughs> Don't you think Pop did that on purpose? I mean, he did that on purpose. Well, so he got so maybe all did that on purpose. The trade is the the and it's funny. A week before it happened, Vegas changed the odds of the Raptors as the top team to land, the most likely team to land the Spur, or land Kawhi Leonard. And I swear, and they did the same thing with LeBron. Vegas had they knew the LeBron before it happened. They knew Leonard before it happened. But anyway, I digress. He the Spurs traded him to the Raptors for I think it was Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard for. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Jacob Pirtle, who's an, a decent center, and a 2019 protected first-round pick. It'll probably end up being out of the lottery. But just in general, what are uh, Kawhi Leonard wanted to go to L.A., and, and now he's in Toronto. So did Pop Did Pop kind of have some of this? Like he kind of was like, all right, screw you. Here's where you're going to go. You're not going to go well, where you Well, yeah, I, th- I think definitely he did. He was like, okay, I'll send you where you want to go. How about another country? That's where I'm going to send you. <laughs> How about get your passport you, know, you got a visa, visa son? <laughs> but, so where, where did he grow up in L.A. and Southern California? I'm going to send you to Toronto, Canada. How, how about that, buddy? Yeah, I Same think that thing. was a little get back. Toronto. I think that was Canada's L.A. <laughs> Now, and and but, by the way, Toronto, from all, all I've heard, is a hell of a city. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard it's it. one of the best places to live. And in the summertime, be. of course, I want to go see it. But I've heard it's a well, great Well, and that's city. what's also funny about it is reportedly, like, Kawhi Leonard hates the cold. He went to – so the All-Star game was in Toronto like two years ago, and like a Spurs journalist was there, and they're like, I tried to see how Kawhi Leonard was, was kind of enjoying the All-Star game. He never left his hotel room except for the game because he couldn't stand the snow and all the cold weather, and now he's living in it. But – I do think that the Spurs, I don't think they did it to get back at Kawhi. I think this was, this was pop. Just this is the best deal that he could get. I don't, the Lakers got to the point where they went, screw y'all. We're not giving you Brandon Ingram because we think Kawhi Leonard's going to come. We saw him do it with Paul George. It would be great just because Laker fans are like, oh, we went through such a hard time and now we're finally got LeBron. They went through like three years of they're not winning championships. And then they could, it would be great if they ended up. They didn't trade for Paul George when he was at Indiana because they just assumed, you know, he'll come to L.A. And then Kawhi Leonard, they don't trade for him because they just assume he's going to come to L.A. as a free agent. And if he were to end up falling in love with the team in Toronto and not coming to L.A., it would it would tickle me pink. I'd love it. Well, and let me just say, this just in, but DeMar DeRozan is no cupcake. I mean, he is a hell of a ball player. Um, I looked up their size. Do you know DeMar DeRozan is 6'7", 220, a shooting guard. Kawhi Leonard, 6'7", 230, a three, you know, small forward. DeMar DeRozan's not a bad player, He's and he's under no. a decent – he's a three-year, $89 million contract. With the way the the contracts are going in the M- NBA, that's a relatively good contract for a perennial all-star. And it was interesting – we kind of talked about it last week about how fans seem to take the owner side too often. And we can trade – like uh, DeMar DeRozan made a point that – Apparently, a week before the trade, he was talking to the GM of the Raptors at Summer League because his name has been in some trade talks. And he asked straight up, he was just like, are y'all looking to trade me? What's the future? What what do y'all think? And he was told, we have no intention to trade you. We want to build around you. A week later, they ship him off. It's just – it seems funny that we get we, – again, we get onto the players about holding out of a contract or something when they yeah. can be traded or cut at any time. It was whatever yep. the Raptors felt were best for them. And what do you think, Dad, about the Raptors doing this where it seems like from all reports of that, Kawhi Leonard 
has no interest in signing a long-term deal, and it was reported that it'd be a hard sell to get him to sign an extension. What do you think about the Raptors giving up on a three, an all-star, their, their franchise-leading score for a guy who may be there for a year? Just for a year, I, I, that is odd to me. But this is the same team, right, that won the East. Were they not the number one seed in the East this year and fired well, their they, coach? They were the number one seed right? in the East. They didn't, they didn't win the East because LeBron James owns no, no, no. Toronto. I but. understand that. But they're the number one seed in the East, best record in the East, and they fired their head coach. Is that and, That's all and, correct. Yes, that is correct. And LeBron uh-huh. James is no longer in the East any longer. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really kind of thought there was going to be some deal where maybe Toronto's got something cooked up with L.A. that they could uh, make some trades for. I don't know that this is completely done yet because L.A. should give up a little more because Kawhi wants to be in L.A., probably almost assuredly will re-sign. They've got more to gain. I, I just don't think the deal. But why over should yet. they give up? Why should they give up more if he's saying he'll sign there as a free agent? They don't have to give up anything. They can keep all their young players and just wait a year. Fair and point. Do they, You're right. And maybe they don't. Well, but now LeBron's not getting any younger. I mean, you can say whatever. He's got a lot of miles on those on those legs. And I know what he's 33, but he's 15 years in the league. I'm just telling you, he needs to. He's got. I don't know. I wonder how long LeBron's got. I think he's got two or three years still at a at a super supreme level, and he might have five or six at a very good level. But he has got a lot of miles on him, Kev. I mean, I just want to, and I want to give, I want to say this, and then I'm going to give it to LJ because I know LJ has has some <laughs> thoughts that he wants to get. He's, he's biting his tongue here, but I like the deal from the Raptors' point of view because I think from all intents and purposes, they were looking to blow it up. They just they kind of felt like they've reached their ceiling as they're. A good regular season team, but for whatever reason, they can't get it done in the playoffs. And I kind of think maybe you play out one year without LeBron in the East and you see what you can do. But they kind of wanted to blow it up. They're not trading Kyle Lowry because he's an aging point guard who's losing his athleticism. and His contract is not like DeRozan. They just signed him to a big extension. So it's pretty hard to trade him. And I think you get Leonard. Maybe you talk Leonard into staying. Who knows? We did just see it with Paul George. And all it took for Paul George was a good Nas concert. They got Drake up in Toronto. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> who knows? And and if he decides that if at All-Star break, they kind of start to realize Kawhi Leonard, it's not working out, whatever. Kawhi Leonard, then you go to the Lakers and say, all right, what can we get from you? You can go ahead and have him right now. Maybe they don't get Brennan Ingram, but they can get Kuzma or something. They can still trade him. They could, like you said, that's not, it might not be done. So their options I are, think it's done. I think they were going to blow it up anyway. And I think this was just them speeding up the process. And maybe, just maybe, Kawhi Leonard, who is maybe the third best player in the NBA, decides to sign long-term with them. It's possible. We did just see it with Paul George. But, LJ, what what do you think about the NBA just always in the news? Uh, I think if your offseason is more interesting than your championship, then you've got something wrong. I think that every move in the offseason is is breaking news because there's only 10 players in the NBA that matter. It's just, uh, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about where LeBron's going to go for four weeks and then he'd land somewhere and then bigger news than whether or not, you know, uh, J.R. Smith knows what the score is. Like, it, it, the game <laughs> well, did you is see? not important anymore. Speaking of J.R. Smith, he did just, he like yesterday, he finally, uh, he put like an Instagram post that said like, all it said was thanks bro to LeBron James and it was like a homage to LeBron. And I was wondering, he just now sent it, that it could have been kind of like the finals where he just kind of lost track of time. And maybe that's why he just now sent it. But, but, but you say it's bad. You think it's bad for the sport that the offseason is more interesting than, than the oh, regular yeah, season. Oh, yeah, totally. But I at think, least 
it's it's good to be in the news at all times. I think if you're Adam Silver, you right. like that you're right. always right. in the news. The NFL, yeah. you know, they're in the news in their offseason, but it's because LaShawn McCoy reportedly may have like beaten his girlfriend, or there's like there's worse things to be in the news in your offseason about than star oh, players. Absolutely. Being Absolutely, but nobody cares about the national championship anymore because it's LeBron versus the Warriors every year. And this year, it's not going to be the national championship that way or the NBA Finals that way. But it's still going to be that's what's going to ever. Nobody's going to care about anything leading up to that moment because now that's what the the West comes down to. And it's just the so the casual fan is not going to get interested because all we want to talk about is well, he's got this much left in his contract, and with the max contract that leaves, and we don't care about what how points are scored. Like that's not important because there are ten people that can do it, and all that matters is whether you get those ten people. I do agree. I think there is something to be said where there's, I think you know maybe the Rockets and Warriors can win the West, and then it doesn't matter who wins the East. I think either one of those teams beat them. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like it just we can fast forward for the past four years. It's literally been. Just go ahead and fast forward to the Cavs, Warriors, and the finals. But I don't like that we're we're more worried about like we got our season coming up this year, and we're more worried about well, Kawhi's going to be a free agent in 2019, and so will Clay Thompson, and maybe the, like let's that's it, what all the, the NBA has been for years get, now. Since and I get the where decision, you're going. Since then, that's all the NBA has been. So are you blaming LeBron so, for the death of of competition in the NBA? Oh no, I think absolutely. he's blaming KD. I think you're blaming KD for going and making super teams, right? Well, well no, I, I think LeBron I'm blaming the first I think super team. That that conversation that Kevin had like a few weeks back where it was like LeBron realized he could do the thing he wanted to do since he was a kid and and then he did it. Yeah, that's then everybody was like, Oh, oh, okay. And then that's yeah. what ruined the NBA. Yeah, totally. Like it's but the NBA has always been first, this. Yeah. The NBA has always been this. It was the Lakers versus Celtics, and then it was the Bulls for six out of eight years. I mean, the Lakers. Yeah, in but it wasn't super teams. You still had something to root for if you were in Milwaukee, you know. And now it's like, well, let's root oh, wait, for wait. a loss. What did you have to root LJ. for? You weren't going to win the championship. Yeah, I don't. Well, you I still had a better to, chance. I'm bridge with you. Okay. Because wait, time out. Because you're right, Kevin. It used to be when I was growing up, it was Boston, L.A., and Philly. I mean, that was it. It yeah. Philly and Boston played in the East to who see who played the Lakers in the West, and they played each other every year. And I think there's been some. I, I have to look it up, but I know there was a story where dynastic teams actually bring more viewers. Because you either you love them the or finals. you hate them, you, you know. You we talk see crap it. about the Cavs Warriors. We watch. I mean, the the ratings for that was unbelievable. Every year, it kept getting better, even when we knew the Warriors were going to beat them. We still watched it. I think people least- are getting. I think people are going to start getting turned off on the NBA because it is literally just a sport about watching contracts run out. That's what the sport is. That's what the most exciting thing that happens in the NBA. I get it's where you're like going with that. We look too much no forward to monopoly. free agency and when when do your and now these players and you know Bill Simmons does his pre agency thing and now players are like when you're left I'm going to demand a trade or complain. I do get that, but I, it's not new. This isn't a new problem. It's I think okay. This has well, it's been still going, a problem. I it's gotten it, worse because the the uh, it's gotten worse. But are, the NBA is thriving right now. They keep but making the NBA is about, about three sixty five. They're talking. They're you're talking about the NBA three hundred sixty five days a year. That cannot well, come talk be a to bad me thing. in three years if this if this keeps going like it, it is. Talk to me in three years. That's a, I, I think you could be right. I want to see that. You're, Name and, one sport and I that you'd rather. The Titanic have. was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. We'll go. We'll move on. Right. We'll move on right now. But I just want name me a sport you'd rather be, rather have as your sport. Would you rather be the NBA or the NFL Anything or the MLB? No. Snooker. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, full of God. shit. Oh right. lord. 
speaking of other leagues, <laughs> let's get on. I wanted to bring up that. <laughs> Did you see? It seemed like when MLB is trying to celebrate their game for All Star Week last week. Which, by the way, okay. did did anyone know that was coming? I mean, all of a sudden it was like, hey, I got a notification about the home run derby, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> you know when I heard about the home run derby, the morning after I heard about the home run after the home run derby. I mean, come on. So, but <laughs> oh, the All Star game was this weekend. Really, I'll be damned. <laughs> so the commissioner called out Mike Trout, who may be. Statistically, he might be the best player. If not playing now, he's he's maybe on track to be the best player in the game ever. And the commissioner came out, and it, the problem with Mike Trout is if there is a, a Trout problem, it's like I would say I, know, I I would say that y'all, LJ, you're not a baseball fan, Dad, you're not crazy, neither am I. But at least I kind of keep up with it, and I don't know. I think I would, but I'm not 100 percent sure if I was walking around the Fort Smith Mall and Mike Trout walked by me, if I would know right then and there, hey. That's Mike Trout, the, the the reigning MVP of the AL. And I don't know if it's a baseball has a problem yeah. advertising or Mike Trout or the commissioner Rod Manfred said that Mike Trout could be a bigger star if he did a better job of marketing himself and that it's not a baseball problem. It's Mike Trout's not trying to market himself. And I want to know your thoughts of, well, you could market. I, you don't think like LeBron James does a pretty good job of marketing himself. Yeah. My, I, mean, I don't know if, what does Mike Trout have a uh, a Twitter account? Does he have followers? I mean, I'm sure he does. It depends but I just on don't if think advertisers he... want you. If you get out there, if you're, I mean, that's it's. I don't think it's a Trout problem. Well, I mean, it's a it's an MLB problem because we didn't know, even know the All Star Game was going on. Come on, you know, Bryce. So, so if Bryce Harper walked by you, you would know who he is. Probably, maybe. probably just because he has but, the nice hair and he, you know, he's. I, 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 know, I know three or four Cubs. I'd know three or four Cubs, and I'd know Michael Walker, and that's it. But if we didn't know the All Star Game was this past weekend, and the Home Run Derby was whatever was it was on a Tuesday night or something, wasn't it or whatever? Well, yeah. If we didn't know that, that's not Mike Trout's problem. Okay, true that. That's MLB problem. That's yeah, where so. I grew. At first, I kind of thought, well, maybe Mike Trout should do more, but I agree if. If the casual fan didn't realize the home run derby was on until it was on, then I think that's an MLB thing, not a Trout thing. I'd like Trout's to just do like his job to, of being a great baseball player. But I'm sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'd like to point out something that uh, that we didn't know that that was going on because baseball is getting too inside, and they only advertise to people that watch MLB TV. And so the only people that are fans of baseball are people that were already fans of baseball. They're not getting new fans. And they were on top of the world at one point. And that reminds me of another sport that I just can't come up with it. He, he's incorrigible, Kevin. talking about the death of football? Or is that what, yeah. Surely Perhaps you're not talking, talking about, about the, the NBA. <laughs> the league that's making money hand over fist. I mean, surely. Yeah, you're right. Baseball was never making money hand over fist. That's you're that totally different well, things. I totally. It's interesting. Well, it is a league up. problem. I agree with everybody. It's a league problem. Well, Derek Jeter was known as a guy that didn't really try to market himself. Real quiet guy, didn't talk a lot, but he was the biggest star in the game. What's the difference? Just that he wore pinstripes? Is it just that he was in New York? The time. Because because uh, Jeter wasn't expected to have a Twitter account. Jeter wasn't expected to. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal ruined it for everybody by like being open to the fans, and now you kind of have to be to, but to we have love that that. sort of following. We love when they're open to the fans, yeah. And so if you're not like somebody that just likes to spend your time on social media, on Instagram, on whatever, um, then I think that like the average fan is just like, eh, whatever. I can go watch, you know, Eli Krause is showing up on podcasts, so I'd rather go watch him pitch than, you know. Shout out to Eli. There you go. All right. I wanted uh, 
Dude, I, I didn't get to watch it, but I kind of started reading, following up his story. The the hefty lefty was in the news. Jared Lorenzen, hefty, the lefty. Pillsbury throw boy. The Pillsbury throw boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so the E60 was, and I think, Dad, you may have a little more, and I kind of just want to toss to you. But basically, it's he basically he couldn't stop eat gaining gain weight. He couldn't stop eating. He's a talented. Well, yeah, let me tell you what ahead. I know, and I have I haven't seen the documentary Joe, yet. Former I, uh, Kentucky quarterback, or, played in the NFL, played in the CFL. But go ahead. So so Jared Lorenzen currently is 6'4", 285. He's from Fort Thomas, Kentucky. He was a letterman in high school in football, basketball, and baseball. His junior year in high school, he passed for two thousand seven hundred yards, thirty seven TDs. In 13 games, his junior year, that's Jeez. pretty badass. His Jeez. senior year, he passed for almost 3,400 yards, 45 TDs. He rushed for over 900 yards and had another 15 TDs. For those of us that are keeping counting, that's 60 TDs in his senior year of high school he was responsible God. for. His team went 15-0. and 0. Okay, and won the state championship. Wow! So some other things. I just do you have that uh, Kentucky? Yeah, Fort Collins, Kentucky. Then he went on to start. He went on to the university. He went to the university as a redshirt freshman. He was he did redshirt his freshman year, and he was named the starter by Hal Mummy. I believe I'm saying his name right. It's a name I know. He kind of had the air raid offense. You know, Mm -hmm. he was one of the one of the initial people that were just lighting up scoreboards and and passing. Uh, unfortunately, though, there were two head coaching changes. How Mummy got caught up in some possible NCAA sanctions. I don't remember the whole story, uh, but Lorenzen had to go through two two uh, head coaching changes in high school. He signed as a free agent with the Giants in 04, knocked around the league for about four years, got a Super Bowl ring when the Giants beat the Patriots back the in David up, uh, Eli catch. Manning. I believe it was that year. So yeah, did they beat him? Well, right. they beat him twice. So yeah. I can't tell you yeah. exactly which year it was. But I think that's right. But anyway, so he knocked around the NFL from 04 to 08. In 11, in 2011, he went to the Ultimate Indoor Football League and became the general manager of the North Kentucky North Kentucky River Monsters. Nice. But he yeah. he resigned as the general manager to play quarterback for the team and was the <laughs> league MVP. Okay. <laughs> and if you've seen video of when he was there, he was getting he is rather large. He was always man. big, but he was starting to get rather large. I mean, like 320. And I mean, I'm not saying a muscular 320. He was a, he was a rotund, <laughs> portly uh, 320. But so quickly, I know I'm going on a little bit, but it's fascinating. He After that, he was named the commissioner of the UIFL, which is the United Indoor Football League which he quit to play quarterback in the Continental <laughs> Indoor Football League, okay? Because the guy loved sports. He was an amazing athlete. He And we're going to get to this. He couldn't quit eating. He was an amazing athlete. And just uh, – But he he finally quit because the he, – he went back to the uh, – uh, after the Continental Football League, which folded due to financial reasons, he went back to the North Kentucky River Monsters and played well till he broke his leg in his second game, which effectively ended his play, playing career. And now he's got an online site, a website, which is called the Jared Lorenzen Project, which shows his battle against obesity. He was over 500 pounds when he started uh, trying to lose weight. And I'm really dying to see it because I remember seeing him play at Kentucky. And, I mean, it looks like the left tackle or right tackle. But he could also fling it. I mean, he was amazing. I mean, there's video. 
he he was nimble afoot. Uh, light his loafers, loafers. <laughs> light his <laughs> loafers, as as some might say, and was an amazing athlete. Yeah, and he reminds me of a guy that I'm going to really throw back, but uh, Oliver Miller, who played for the University of Arkansas in 1994. Oh, we got history, uh, history with, with Dad here when they won that when they won that title, and he just uh, wait, maybe that was before, he, maybe he wasn't in '94, but anyway, Oliver Miller was an amazing uh, player and couldn't quit eating could not step away from the dinner table and ruined his athletic career because he could not push away from the I dinner table. I mean, it's just table. wild. Lorenzen turned down – I mean, he probably would have had an NFL career. And if not, at least an NFL career, he would have played in one of these indoor football leagues, but he just couldn't quit eating. Yeah. He couldn't quit eating. He couldn't push away from the table. And I really want to watch this show. I think he's a good guy. He obviously loved football. He tried to play most of his life. He just He just was too big. And I yeah. think the reason he broke his leg, he just his his bones and his joints couldn't handle the weight that the stress that he was putting on them. It's just Probably wild that help, yeah. someone can look at you and go, "Look, if you can just get in shape, you can make millions of dollars. Like you can play football for a living. You can play the game you love and get paid to do it. And you just it's a mindset. I don't know. I I don't think you can get. You can't put yourself in those shoes unless you suffer from the same problem i don't right because i think food is addictive it's the same as telling it Josh definitely Gordon, is. like hey just stop just chill out for you know if you were smoking weed but as, yeah. as Stephen a smith would say just lay off the weed but that's like but that's not easy to do if i mean that's easy to do if you're if you're not addicted yeah and you know some people are addicted and that's just i truly believe world. that food can be as addicting as alcohol or drugs Agreed. or anything else it's I agree. it's and and i truly believe the abuse or overuse of of some drugs and and alcohol uh it, that over over abuse of food is 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 just as bad um yeah. it, it's the exact same it's a little bit thing. more long term so. usually but yeah totally um yeah. so yeah i agree i that that's always been interested to me too, because I feel like I'm the type of person that like would maybe be more likely to be addicted to food. Like I eat a lot more than I ought to. I, j- I like to finish a plate. Um, and, I, and yeah, like I can't help but finish a done. plate. Like you know? it is, mm-hmm. it is. I food is one of the ways that I like to live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that growing up, Dad, maybe maybe you feel differently, but it's always seemed like to me that you kind of use food more as fuel than as like a, I, I don't know how to exactly put it, but, but would you say that you see food more as fuel than a, say a reward or a way to, well, I think, I think he you know, deal okay. with things or I, I, well, I want to, so uh, what is it live to, to eat, uh, eat to live, don't live to eat. And, and I, I would go, I would counter that LJ. I think I don't, I think I see food as a reward for some reason. And I wished I yeah. didn't, I did. I wished yeah. I did see I know it just I as a fuel. And and it's funny, Tammy's remarked about that because I always clean my plate. And yeah. I've been around people that typically are slim or in good shape and they, they when they're hungry, they are hungry and they need Shout food out. now. Yeah. Yeah. But when they're full, I don't care if they've had two bites of a hamburger, it's going in the trash. I can't I throw a hamburger in the trash. You know, as, as a matter of fact, I want to finish Hank's hamburger, you know, that he didn't yeah. finish. Right. And if I there's think still that's a piece healthy of pizza relationship left, like, with food. Yeah. Yep. So, totally. I mean, if I go, I if I go out to the it. restaurant, if I go out to eat and order like something like a, my, my entree or whatever, if it's, if there's still food, I'm done when the plate's empty. I'm not done when I'm full mm-hmm. and I'll know I'm full. But, but the I'm worst like, thing well, is there's still some steak left. I love good leftovers. 
Like, I wish I could just stop because I love good leftovers. Because it can be like a good the, meal the, the for best lunch, lunch yeah. ever. Yeah. Oh, man. But well, and before we get off this, I can tell you what's interesting about me is that it's almost better if I just don't eat. It's almost better if I fast, because sometimes if I start eating, it's like a feeding frenzy. Then it's like kind of what we talked about, Kevin, a little bit. It's like, oh, I've already blown today. I might as well eat the whole damn cupboard, you know, <laughs> and yeah. it's just weird. It's 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 almost better for me not to eat than to start at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, quick, quick story. We've got part of our new company that took over. They got free ice cream. You can have free oh, ice boy. cream every oh, day no. at our office. Do you know how many ice creams I've had so far? Zero. Because if I nice. ever start, if yeah. I ever start, if you, you know seal. it's there. Yeah. <laughs> I am toast. It's done. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's Hannah's terrible. got me on this thing. Uh, if, if I'm not hungry enough for an apple, I'm not hungry enough for a snack. And that has worked wonders for me. That has been huge. And not just starting yeah. and then and then emptying the cupboard afterwards. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, I, you brought it up earlier, Dad, and we're going to take a, a hard, a hard turn here. But at the ESPYs, that moment when the victims of Larry Nassar, who was the Olympic doctor and uh, sexually abused multiple young children, and they reportedly tried to tell people about it and people just kind of kept pushing it under the rug and, and trying to take Larry Nasser's word for it. And it's really, it's a hard story, but it was really cool to see Allie Raisman get up on the stage and, and she told people, look, stand up. I don't care if people aren't listening to you. Keep, keep going. We have, we can, we can be powerless. You're not powerless. And it was really cool to see. I, I want to know you had, you had an interesting, both of y'all did a, a thought when y'all were talking about what y'all thought when y'all saw that. I know I saw it on a replay. I didn't get to watch it live, but I was uh, extremely impressed with the three ladies that stood up and spoke in front. And I don't know the other two young ladies' names. One, Allie Raisman is very easy on the eyes. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. She she's is a pretty. beautiful woman. Um, but she she's very well spoken. And and I thought her her uh, her words were strong. But what it what to me is what what got to me is I thought. I wonder if Larry Nasser's watching this and seeing that the ESPY Awards is something that's never been done before and awarded the Author Ash Courage Award to 141 women. Now, I don't know if all 141 were abused by Nasser. Is that? They were. Was that? I believe they were all. They were. Yeah. Okay. They were. So I wonder, is Nasser sitting there from his jail cell? Does he get a TV? Can he watch that? And how does he feel? Does he even, does he even get that he did anything wrong? I hope is so. Is he devastated? Uh I mean, how her, I just cannot comprehend a mind that would do that. That That is a mind that's not well yeah. to begin well, with. Well, that's the, it's so, that's the truth is like, uh, someone with a mind like that, that'll let them do this to 141 young girls, um, is probably sitting there thinking something along the lines of like, see, without me, they wouldn't be up here right now. And like, you know, taking credit for their, their strength or something like that. But yeah, I, I do hope that he doesn't have TV privileges in his cell, but for this one night they gave it to him. And yeah. he got to watch that and just and just broke down. That's what I hope happened. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You're right. He's God, a sick person, so. so it's hard to hard to know. I think I it don't goes understand a- that because I can see gymnasts and I, I, they're cute girls. I mean, I, there's no doubt. But I mean, I don't want to. I just have no desire to do anything that he did. And I, I just yeah. cannot comprehend. It's it's a sick mind. I don't know if it's a chemical imbalance. I don't know if it's evil incarnate. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah. There's something wrong with the person that does that. I think it goes a little not I, people notice it, but just how tough it must be not to one 
admit publicly that yes, someone someone abused me when I was younger because you almost feel like yeah. you let it happen, even though they didn't. I'm not saying they did, but just yeah. to admit that this happened to you, not only would it be hard to do that, but to stand up on ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, on the biggest their their yearly award show, and say, "Yes, this happened to me," but you're do- they're doing it because they're trying to show other people who are maybe scared to come it's, out and say something. It's so powerful. I mean, it really, courage. it hit Brew me courage. really hard. It was cool. It was a good moment. Well, and can you imagine, I bet those girls, as they begin bringing that up, like I can see maybe, let's just use Allie Raceman as, as an example. Maybe she gets home and she goes, mom, I was a little uncomfortable about what Dr. Nasser did today. And I'm sure her mom probably goes, oh, you know, uh, come on now, you know. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to put words in her mom's mouth, but I bet she probably tried to tell an adult. She doesn't even know what that is. She just thought it felt. She doesn't even know what it is. She doesn't even know what he's doing, but she knows she was uncomfortable about it. And the adults probably in her life, her assistant coaches or whatever, are just saying, honey, he's got to examine you. And he's, you know. Sometimes the doctor's office is uncomfortable, you know. and Well, yeah. and so the courage, I'm with you, the courage of these people to stand up and do that, that hopefully will give other young ladies courage to not let this happen yeah. and stop it before yeah. it gets to this level. Yeah. Uh, good for them. I'm, I was so, um, I was proud of what the doing that. Did. Good, good mm-hmm. for Al, them standing up. And I agree with LJ. I hope if, if Nasser doesn't have TV uh, privileges, I hope he did last uh, Monday night and he watched that. I hope so. Hard turn here, but. I was I, I'm watching a show right now on Netflix and it it's kind of it's dragging on a little bit and I'm sure. on like season five now and at this point you know I've really I've seasons one to three I really got into it four was good but five I'm kind of like I don't know it's I'm I'm kind of losing it but now I've watched this many and there's six seasons I got to finish it what yeah what do you and we talked about how uh, Arrest Development it was a few weeks back but you talked about how it just ended abruptly on you and it left you wanting more yeah. I was going to ask you guys what would you rather your show do would you rather your show end with you wanting more and you think there should be another season or go too long and maybe you got more than you needed I that that's easy to me I'd rather have a show end too early 100% of the time uh, but it I mean, sucks like, it sucks when you like Arrest Development where you want you need that next step you want to uh, go to the next episode. Continue yeah, but you know what's worse than that is is like if they would have had three more seasons of The Wire, and then you're like, yeah, The Wire was good until it just stopped caring about it. You know, like, but now it's like one of the greatest shows to ever have been written. I just think going too long is is there are very few shows that can do it. Um, and so I'd rather have the the two years now. And then even to to go further on that, I think if I'm like the Duffer Brothers making Stranger Things, I hand that off to somebody else and come up with my next two year idea. Because there's no money in finishing shows. There's only money in starting shows. So, why, what do you, I mean, I, we still want to watch the end of Stranger Things, though. So, why, what do you mean? Yeah, but if it's garbage next year, then they've already got their money and they've already got their reputation and the world just moves on. Uh, uh, season three sucked, moving on, you know, no big deal. It does because seem there's so like, many shows, it's easy to forget. It does seem like Netflix terrible. is interested in, I know, I know they want to keep putting out original content, like Netflix originals, but. It seems yeah. like they're totally fine with let's put out Ozark for a season and Stranger Things for a season. And this for like, you don't have to. And I think you mentioned this, but they're almost don't. I don't need you to have an ending with it. Just just pitch me a good idea and we'll figure out if there's how we'll do the ending later. But and I don't. Well, and we're about to see like the biggest example of how, what happens when you do that with Game of Thrones coming out next summer where mm-hmm. the, the ending's unwritten uh, and they've done the whole show up until about two years ago. 
with source material. And, you know, over the last two years, people have been kind of saying, well, it's not what it used to be. And uh, so we'll see what happens with that. I think that might be the example of a show that goes on too long. But, you know, there was a allegedly supposed to be an ending by now. So they should have had something to work with. I don't know. It's just that's that's an interesting case study, I think. Yeah, I agree. Because Game of Thrones is more or less. Dad, what do you do? Are you on with LJ? You'd rather it end? I'm, I'm absolutely with LJ on that because I think the best movies I've ever seen are those movies that end and you're just like, oh, I want more. Those are the best yeah. movies. Those are the movies you yeah. remember. And I can completely, I, I can explicitly look at a series that oh, Cuz told me to watch, Cuz Lincoln and Holly, and, and I watched Bloodlines and I believe it was a Netflix. And I'm telling you, maybe I, it was three seasons or four Let's say it was four. I can't remember, but the first three seasons were amazing, and they just the fourth it just it just died a slow death, and it should have just ended uh, after four. Now, one other thing I want to say about this: I think that there could be some people that maybe see a good series, maybe The Wire's one, and it seems like I've heard there was a season in there that wasn't as good as the others. But if you can save a strong season, you know I haven't seen it, and I'm thinking about trying to watch it, but. But I'm thinking yeah, you sorry, put a right. season in there that's just so-so and then followed up with that final strong season, you could stretch and get more mileage out of that, you know, uh, so like say if, if, if sluggish season. If Game of Thrones had a mediocre season, but then they came back with a f- fantastic season to end it, you could kind of I, – I think that is exactly what may have happened. You know, I'm re-watching Game of Thrones, and I'm in season five now, and I – Season three and four were amazing. Five so far mm. is really good. But I remember seven, uh, I believe, or six ended. I think seven will be their final season. And mm. whatever the season, but the penultimate, whatever that penultimate season was, was so-so. I mean, and I think like you alluded to, LJ, they were past George R. R. Martin's writing. They're mm. doing their own thing. And it, you can tell the quality is not there. Now, I hope they finish up strong and I will be there in front of the TV every time it's it's on. I can't wait uh, because I think Game of Thrones is amazing television, like Breaking Bad, like we've talked, was amazing series yeah. television. But you can go on too long. I, so if my vote, stop too early instead of go too long. Uh, uh, I think if you if you try to put yourself in the position of a showrunner and of a producer – and you think, which reputation do you want to have? Do you want people to be saying, man, I loved the first three seasons of Arrested Development, or let's say The Wire. I loved the I loved the Wire. I just wish they would have had one more season. Or would you rather them be saying, well, you know, Dexter's good. Just stop watching after season four. Or Scrubs is another example of that, where it's like, oh, Scrubs is my favorite show until you get to the end of it. Like that, yeah. you always have to put that little asterisk on it. And, and as a showrunner, that would be just heartbreaking to me. Yeah, I do I hate. I hate it when a show gets to the point where it's like you can tell they're just filling episodes where there's like mm-hmm. five minute gaps where they they just play a song and they're trying to show people's emotion. And I get that that's good to do in shows, but like it's like what it like reminds me of Dragon Ball Z, where it'd be like it took thirty minutes <laughs> to just have that one little thing. They just were putting filler episodes to get to the next episode. They weren't really trying to. Like when Game of Thrones at its best, it just is always happening. There's always something going on, and it, yeah. I can't even barely keep up, and it's so fun. And then when it starts getting slow and drags on, I don't want to ever. If I ever look at my phone when I'm watching the show, kind of go, "Yeah, how much longer does this up. episode have?" That's when you've lost it. Probably yeah. the show. I think the show that most exemplifies what you were talking about a second ago with the filler crap. Uh, Bones is is eighty percent filler crap in every episode. Yeah, if you've ever watched Bones, that show is just. Nothing. There's nothing going on except for 
Like they're they're masking the fact that they don't know how to write by having these montages every thirty. See, well, I mean, and a lot of those type of shows will do that. The CSIs will do that at times. You'll you'll notice yeah. their starts just be twenty minutes where they didn't really know how to how to fill out this whole show. But yeah, I was going to ask you guys if I had to tell you to choose one, you can choose movies or you can choose music. Which one that I'm. Like you're into, giving up one, you're giving up one. You won't, watching. you won't ever like watching and 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 consuming. You you can have all your music, but you never can watch another movie. Or you can watch all your movies, but you never listen to music again. But TV is good either way. I kind of was gonna. I I, I was. I wasn't sure if I could add both to it because now I'm. I don't know. I felt like I was adding a lot if I say shows. Well, I think and- I think if the if I can still watch TV, then I, I'd get rid of movies. I mean, I'm going to miss movies, but we're in the golden age of TV right now, and they're basically ten hour movies. So, um, I'm the, okay with the problem with series. If I had to choose between those two. The problem with series is you get like a movie. I can sit down. If a movie's bad, I, I wasted two hours or something. If a show ends up being bad, like we're talking about, if season five and six are bad, I'm now I've already spent. Four seasons, you know, I've watched all of this. I got to finish it. I just, you're invested. Yeah, yeah, you've invested so much time. At least a a, a seat like with music. I don't know. That's, I, that's a tough one. I think I give up movies, and I'd rather have music. I think music's just a better. Well, well let let, let me answer that because at one time I'd ask this question: Is if you had to give up your sight or your ears, your your vision or your hearing, which one would you give up? And that yeah. was a tough question for me because I mean I think me. we all we ha- all have a love for music. I mean, there's just we love music, and and I think I lean towards I would give up my side. I think before I'd give up my ability to hear music. And I asked a few people, and one in particular, uh, and it was it was Bob's dad. He was like, "F a bunch of music, I want to see," you know. And I I mean I get that. I mean to give up your vision, I can't imagine giving up either one. That would be horrible. Yeah. But I have a love affair with music and it can take me to a place. It can get me emotional. It can make me angry. It can make me happy. Um, movies are incredible. A well-done movie is amazing. Um, but if you music, give up your vision, you're can, giving up movies and books too. I mean, you're giving them. Well, right, right. I, and that would be tough, but I don't read that many books anymore, unfortunately. I don't find the time. But I'm just, I, I would have a hard time saying I could give up music. I I love music in a in a very uncommon way. I, I just it's, I it's think, a special thing to me. So there is kind of a paradox in this that like in movies there's music is such a heavy part of it. Yeah. So like feel, there's not really any way to yeah. reconcile that that aspect of it. Like that I guess maybe breaks the question because like if if I said okay I guess I'm done with music then I would watch like the beginning to Girl with a Dragon Tattoo like six times a day. Because it's just a yeah. badass song and intro. And Speaking of a, whoa, my God, yes, the <laughs> intro. That is one of the best movies ever. Real quick digression, oh, yeah. but this came up the other night. So do y'all remember, y'all were here on Christmas one time, and you left, it was, you know, whatever, you had to leave Christmas, Christmas Day. Christmas Day everybody, you watched that movie. You yeah. left on Christmas Day, and it kind of started snowing after you left, and it's like nine in the morning, I'm here by myself, and I turn on Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And what is it? Is it the Viking song? I can't remember that Trent Reznor does. Uh, uh, it's a Trent Reznor it, song. It's a Led Zeppelin cover that Trent Reznor does. And the video that goes with the audio, I mean, I was so all in for whatever, yeah. two and a half hours. That movie blew my mind. You put David Lynch and Trent Reznor together and 
the the rest of the movie is not going to matter because that intro is going to be so stupid good. Like that's just a rule. Oh. Well, but Daniel Craig was so good in it. The girl, oh, yeah. the you know yeah. her speech at Rudy the uh, when she's meeting yeah. the uh, the uh, the uh, business guy and she's done the research. Oh, it's just, I'm gonna have to watch it again. That's one of the best. <laughs> is that a David Lynch produced movie? Is yeah. that what you're? Yeah. Who wrote that? That it, it was a cover. Uh, that was a uh, remake, it, wasn't it? It's a book. It's a book that got made into a movie in Sweden. Um, and I don't know the the name of the writer or the director of the Swedish version, but it's a it was a Swedish book, I believe, also. And it just got huge, and then they made this movie. So incredible movie. So I've been like getting gas a lot lately because I've been working out in the suburbs, and I've just been thinking about the fact that no other industry besides the gas industry sells their items based on how many thousandths of a dollar their thing is worth. Um, and gas is the only thing that'll say that like the price. I was just at a place, and the price was uh, two ninety nine nine, right? And it mm-hmm. was like. So, so it was three dollars. It's three dollars for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and but why they just do, do that because the ninety nine looks bit. better, right? Because the ninety nine, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah two ninety nine always looks better than three dollars. Yeah, two fifty nine looks better than two sixty. Two seventy nine looks better than two eighty. You know. So, are always. you asking why? Why does the groceries at Walmart not say? This yeah, not use tenths of a seven nine. I mean, first off, I feel like I feel like it's a little bit. I don't know. I it irks me. It it turns me off a little bit because it's like you're you're getting away of penny and trying to say that you're tricking me. And and then the other thing I think is like, well, why not take it a step further and be the only gas station that that says we're actually twenty nine nine or we're two ninety nine and five tenths of a penny? <laughs> Wouldn't that look better? You think more people would pull over? I, you know, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't know why it got started. But I can tell you that let's just say let's just say a company sells four uh, uh, four hundred thousand gallons uh, in a week. Let's just say sure. that that. So we're talking about nine tenths of a cent. So we're talking about three thousand six hundred dollars in a week. Over that nine tenths of a cent over a week three thousand six hundred dollars. Now multiply that times fifty two or yeah fifty two weeks. I mean, you're talking big money. And I will tell you that in the gas business, what we deal with is if I can maybe make a deal with a supplier, it's for a quarter of a cent or a half a cent if we're really lucky. So we're our, all our money is in the, we, we talk about points. So uh, nine tenths of a cent. And what you said thousands, but really you're talking 299 nine. Thousands nine of a dollar. Is, it's, it's, well, it's right. Okay. It's hundreds of a cent. So well, that's nine. Of a cent, right. It tenths of a cent. That's tenths of a cent. Yeah. So that's ninety points. And I'm telling you know each point in the volume when you're talking millions of gallons, each point is a big deal. I had it figured at one time where each tenth of a cent could be five to six hundred dollars a week. Well, I mean five to six hundred dollars a week adds up for one store um, or for yeah. you know. But so no no for but, the for but company how, oh, but okay. but you have companies out there that are doing. 20 million gallons in a week. Well, now, now take take one-tenth of 1% one of 20 million. So 1% of 20 million is, 200, is 2 million. I'm you're getting above my pay grade in Well, what I'm saying, it's, it's, it turns into big numbers because of the volume that you do. And, and I gasoline, just, it trades in huge volumes. So if you're going to sell to the consumers like that, I think one of the things that I'd love to see a study on then is like how much of a difference would it make in, in number of people at your store if you sold it for seven tenths of a cent instead of nine tenths of a cent? Like, 
would that do you think I think that might intrigue me a little bit at least like I'd be it wouldn't save me enough money to go out of my way necessarily but if I I don't know I actually think if I saw a gas station that said 299 point or 2990 I would be like let's call the news like this is like this is one of the good guy gas stations like let's get everybody out here they're the honest ones and so what about uh, so you got one station that says 2990 and I'm going to be across the street going 2989 <laughs> I mean and, and you know the 298s well, in big big numbers and that's but, what but gets I'm people's saying, attention But I'm saying I'm saying well that's fair and that is fair it's just the I I feel like there is and maybe it's like a a millennial thing there is kind of this like idea that like we should we should try to find the most outwardly seeming honest company um and and support them more often than uh someone that is hiding behind details and so i feel like there might be a a big boon to that but they're also you know like you're saying you might be losing um 9 tenths of a cent every single uh sale that you, sale that you every make every transaction and, yeah, and so if that doesn't add up with the amount of customers you bring in, it's totally not worth it. I just would love to see the study that that decides whether, like, I would love to have like an experimental gas station where it is point zero and just see what happens. Like, just see if it makes up the difference. You know, I, I think basically what's going to happen is that company's going to lose nine tenths of a cent, which is almost a penny. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I don't know exactly why it started, but I, two things I want to say. One. Is, is like I, I said, when we purchase gas in big lots, we're, we're trying yeah. to get a quarter of a cent or a tenth of a cent off. If I buy so yeah. many gallons, will you give me a quarter of a cent off, which is 0. 0.0025? And yeah. so so those points mean a lot. And secondly, something, and, and we talked about it in the last uh, podcast, and, and I do think it's worth at least thinking about. We Not talked about don't ever vote for the, the billionaire owners. Always go yeah. for the player. Well, just because a guy's got a billion dollars doesn't make him a bad guy. It does True. not make him a bad guy. And I just want to make sure that we're – I think y'all agree with that. But I think when you say, why would you ever be on the side with the billionaire owners? They can still be on the right side. You know, yeah. I, it's not – but just they because can, you have usually money – Well, maybe, maybe not. I think that – Well, I would say in my lifetime, has, owners – Tend to be on the wrong side, and, and I was with you guys on the uh, the uh, rookie wage scale and who it really worked yeah. out for. I mean, I I get that, but just because a guy's got money, a, a a person has money, does not that that doesn't equal scheming. No, I think we're mainly uh, ag- just agenda mean, ulterior yeah, motive person. We meant so, mostly. Like, I don't think y'all mean that. I just want to clarify that. Life, you know what. I think one of the well, the one NFL of the was a microcosm of with, life. I mean, come on. Well, but we're I saying mean, it's a communist. Group, so it's totally different. But uh, one of the things it's that what? you hear a lot—it's a communist group. One of the things you hear is uh, is that uh, is, oh, stop your wine and you're a millionaire to the to the athletes, and so that's why the reaction of so so then why are we rooting with with Jerry Jones if like the idea is shut your mouth, uh, you millionaire, you know? Uh, and so I think that's kind of my reaction to that. But but also. Well, I don't. I lost it. Can I? I can it. I go ahead well, real quick? Your argument's fine. Real yeah. quick with what y'all for all the people that maybe don't get into Excel sheets and the ninth of a, a decimal like you two do. Maybe they <laughs> lost a little bit in there. Why do we? There's something. I do this at a gas station every time, and I have no idea why. I was talking to Labot about this a while back ago, and y'all just brought up y'all bringing up at the pump, and I'm thinking about it. But when I when I'm filling up. And it goes, you know, all the way and it's done. Like my truck says I'm full, but it says it's 49.74 or whatever. Why yeah. in the hell do I try to get it to $50? Yeah. 
Like it, I don't look <laughs> at my bank statement and go, oh, good, that was $50 even. Like it, it doesn't yeah. change anything for me, but every time. And I, I used to do that most with people do too. It. Yeah. I used to do, that was my tips was always like make it end up around number. And then I've since decided like, who does that help? Because like they now have to carry pennies home and who wants to do but that? But we do it. It's like a and weird I don't thing. care. Yeah, it, it would not affect me. Well, okay. It doesn't change except my bank I sometimes pay. I sometimes pay 26, six, 26 cents more because I want it to be around $19 or something for no reason. <laughs> well, you still get to use that gas. So but here's, you still get to guess, use it. Guess what I do? I always round it off to the nearest gallon because I want to check my gas mileage. So y'all <laughs> See, are rounding that's a good it to reason. the nearest well, dollar. Well, yeah, at least you have a reason. Yeah, I have no I reason. <laughs> well, and actually the reason that this came up to me, the reason I was thinking about it is I was getting gas and it was $2 and thousandths <laughs> of a cent and, uh, or of a dollar. And, uh, and and so I was filling it up and I actually thought, well, actually, I want six gallons is what I want and or, or two gallons. I want two gallons it ended up being exactly six dollars. And I was like, well, you are shorting me about two thousandths of a penny or, or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, it started getting me thinking like I am I'm losing small here, but I'm the one losing here is what's happening because it rounds <laughs> well, the, the way to you. I will tell you, this right? is what is interesting. Yes, because, and I don't know if this is helping your argument or not, but so, but so okay, I'm a member of the cloud, right? I mean, I guess we all are now, but the iCloud, I didn't have enough oh, memory no, space. Stay away. So, sure. so for 99 cents, I can get another 10 gig of cloud or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to go through my pictures and delete, delete, delete. I'll just pay 99 cents a month. Well, oh my God, if a hundred thousand people do that, that's $99,000. And you know, a hundred thousand people think like I do and they're just going, oh, it's a buck a month. It's a buck a month. That's a hundred thousand dollars in Apple's pocket. Um, And I don't blame them. I don't blame them for doing it, but it's just, it's, it's the volume, the volume that you get little, everything counts. Yeah. So I was listening to some like, uh, some, I think they were uh, like college age people or whatever, and they were talking about, you know, you made it when you want to watch a movie and you pay the three ninety nine to rent it on Amazon or iTunes or whatever, and you don't even think about it. That's when you know you've made it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're really thinking, well, do I really need to see Guardians of the Galaxy two? Probably. It'll it'll be on Netflix eventually. <laughs> oh my God! You want to know when I thought I'd made it? When I really thought I'd made it? I probably told y'all this before. I don't know if I told our listeners. What is it? But. When I didn't have to go buy Keystone Light, I, if I wanted Corona Light, by God, I'm buying Corona Light. Is it a little more? Yeah, but I can afford it. That and the good toilet paper. When I can get the good toilet paper. Well, see, no, I, I I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I won't drink yeah. if, I, if I need my good toilet paper. If it's between beer and good toilet paper, sorry. <laughs> then it's water. Yeah. Sorry, we're drinking Aquafina and I'm getting a toilet paper with either a bear or a baby on it because I want my butt to be all right. But. Well, I do save the bad toilet paper for guests here at the house. Yeah, you and you. So yeah, you have all that bad toilet paper that I'll go to your restaurant. Dude, we bought one pack. We bought one pack of bad toilet paper, and it's like it's like it won't go away. This was just will not. This was the first time that I've come home and didn't throw away at least one roll of toilet paper because I was like, "Damn it, Dad, why do you have this? I know you can afford better." I don't know what happened. Oh, All right. God. Well, let's go. I want to. I'm kind of excited to get to what we're listening to this week because I don't know if it was one of you guys. Someone had to have shown me this artist, but I was going through. So I was driving through Arkansas, and I don't know if it's a sprint problem or just driving through Arkansas, but I just have no service. 
So I had to go look and see. I was like, all right, I'm, I was at the gas station. I tried to go play something and it wouldn't play. And I was like, all right, I just got to go through my offline music. And I was looking around and this thing popped up and it was a cool album cover, but it's, have you ever heard of Petite Biscuit? Sounds familiar. He's a, I guess it's one artist, but it's kind of like a band. I don't know. The song called Sunset Lover, but he has an album called Petite Biscuit where it's five songs. It's like an EP, but it's just, it was super interesting. Someone had to have shown it to me because I had it saved offline. And I just thought it kind of seems it sounds familiar. It I'm seems sure like that. something you or Hannah would listen to, but that's what I'm listening to this week mm-hmm. is Petite Biscuit. It, it's good stuff. What was the name right. of the song? Sunset Kip? Lover. I, go give it a listen. It's good stuff. Suns. I will. I will. I'm interested. But just real quick shout out to you, LJ. I listened to Twenty One Chump Street. That was that was legit, man. I really great. liked that. I don't know if you've listened yet, Kevin, but that was you need to. I, it's, we it's did quick. find video too. We found oh, video, really? so it's actually it's better if you watch the video because you get to see the. What was the link that you gave yeah, me for no, the show notes? Musical. Right, it's in the show notes with the video. Yeah, yep, it's in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, okay. on it our was... website at jvvpod.com. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, what have, what have you been listening to? Okay, well, this is interesting. I haven't. Li- I can't tell you an artist, but I, I've been thinking about. I, I found a new station on Sirius XM. And I think it's very interesting how their radio names are basically becoming genres of music. And so Tammy and I are driving back from Chicago and somehow I hit the button on her steering wheel where it goes to the next serious station in line and it's Yacht Rock Radio. And it's it's really good. I mean, I really enjoy Yacht Rock Radio. And basically what it is, it, it about 20 years Duran ago. Duran Duran. Well, no, no, it's not Duran Duran. <laughs> 20 years ago, 20 years ago, it was called adult contemporary is what it was. That's what we used to call it. It's soft Jeez, rock. Or, it's, yeah. it's a lot of Steely Dan, a lot of Steely sure. Dan, Ambrosia, sure. Little River Club, or Little River uh, Little River Band. I'm sorry, Little River Club is the place I belong. <laughs> little River Band, you know, time for a cool change. It's, it's mellow. Probably a little Duran Duran, I would. I've not heard Duran Duran on there yet, LJ. So, but so what I've been listening to lately, and think about it. Remember the buzz? The buzz means to me '90s kind of alternate rock. Um, Mm -hmm. Pop rocks now is out, which is it's pop and alternate music from the 2000s and 1990s. So the joint, the joint is reggae music. Very fitting name. Yeah, that very fitting name. Um, you know, so anyway, I just thought it was interesting how lithium, by the way, which is 90s alt music, it, now, the, the lithium is a little bit like the buzz used to be. But yeah. sorry, long winded. <laughs> what I'm listening to is Yacht yacht Rock Radio is what I'm listening to. Is that what it says on there? What, what was that? Well, I can't, the guy says it like, are you ready for Yacht Rock? I mean, he says it like you, if you're on a yacht, you know, you've got that accent. I can't do the yacht accent. Hmm. I mean, I well, do redneck bass it. fishing <laughs> accent. <laughs> but where we, I can tell we're getting to the, towards the end of the rock episode. Bar radio. Man. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, yacht rock radio. The track is beginning to, to so. go off off the off the rails here. LJ, what what have you been listening to? <laughs> uh, I haven't really listened to much music lately, so I'll, I'll throw out a couple of podcasts that I've been into. Uh, there, so one of them is uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. He comes out with like one episode every like three, four years, something like that. And it came out this last week. He's doing an episode on Japan. And there are these like, if you're a history nerd, you must listen to this. But it is super intimidating because it's one guy in a microphone. And this is part one of Question Mark. And it's four hours long. Jesus. So it's a lot. 
but it is so enlightening. It's really good. He's really smart, really well read. Like he and he, it's it's really good. If you're into history at all, like listen to some. Uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, he did one over uh, uh, the Khans in Mongolia, uh, like Genghis Khan and all those people. So uh, it's, it's just really good. And then the other podcast I just listened to today, uh, it's called uh, Everything is Alive. And so the premise is this guy interviews inanimate objects. And so like the episode I listened to, he interviewed an off-brand Coca-Cola. Wait, what? And well, and so they have actors play the 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 thing or whatever okay but they're like real What's an off-brand coca-cola is that like an rc or well essentially uh, in this story it's go go to cola um but okay. the, but the idea is like so so they do real research and they give an actor research and and say hey these are basically the questions i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you come up with what you think the answer is gonna be and then the actor goes away and then they meet and then they have a real interview and they talk about you know factual things it's just it's really cool. It's worth a listen. It's weird. And then like, it's, it's also like, it makes you think a lot because like this Coke can has a lot of the same thoughts that I have, you know, it's, it's interesting. I am it's so confused cool. right now. <laughs> well, sorry. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I think that we're, we're getting, I, I wonder if maybe we got a little better this week. We'll see uh, what, what, what our, what the heckler thinks. It's just fun to, to say that we have a heckler to me. It makes me feel like we, <laughs> We've done something, but I think that's all for it this week. Uh, do y'all have anything else? No, uh, just keep listening, so. man. Keep listening with us. Eventually, we'll get good one of these days. We're getting there. Subscribe and rate us, right? That's what I hear. I'm always saying on podcasts give us a rating. I would, yeah, <laughs> rate us. Well, right? rate us if you're gonna rate us good. Uh, don't rate us if, if it's gonna be bad. Yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're gonna rate us bad, don't if rate us. If you have us, anything but. bad to say, you can just leave a comment on our Facebook post along with Bill. But <laughs> If you're going to rate, rate a five or, you know, something high. I think it was Phil, actually, but whatever, you know. Anyway, you can find you can always find our show notes on our website at Just Press Play Pod you can, or JPP Pod. You can find us on Facebook or you can find us on Twitter at JPP Pod. So, or you can find us on Twitter at JPP Podcast. So, I think for this week, let's. I'm signing off. You got anything else? Throw it out. Peace. Peace. Uh, peace. I'm out. Go number 11 FedEx. <laughs> Go number 11 FedEx. I've also been listening to some. I old. love Denny Hamlin. <laughs> how, does, how does the guy say Yacht Rock, Dad? Do that one more time. Oh, it's like, it's like, uh, so listening to Yacht Rock Radio. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Turn it on to Yacht Rock Radio. It's, oh it's just, boy. It's cool, man. <laughs> Somewhere it's between a, a valley girl like, and Richie like Rich, you're yeah. gonna like him. <laughs> <laughs> Richie Rich, oh god, there's a fucking man. He's still over. Oh yeah.